You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, and Devin Booker, Kyler Murray's Madden rating knows your disrespect, my friend. We're going to talk about that as well as many other things. How about a horrible trade scenario from Bleacher Report for the Arizona Cardinals? An awful free agent target for the team as well. And uh, we'll get from the terrible and the awfulness to uh, some interesting things regarding Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 prospects and how it will bode well for the Arizona Cardinals sticking and picking at 16. 16. We're going to get into all that plus we're going to give you a message from the best tasting protein bar ever, Built Bar, because it is that. And I just saw on their Instagram that uh, the delicious, the number one seed, the uh, <laughs> the coconut chocolate brownie is back, Alex. This is where we are. I mean, this is where we are. The excitement level. I just finished my last peanut butter crunch oh. today. Um, All right, I just need to decide which ones I'm going to order. Rest at this in point. peace. I'll, yeah. Whatever you're drinking, pour some out for Alex's fallen homie peanut butter, <laughs> the peanut butter built bar, which is fantastic. Uh, one of the new yeah. flavors. Go to builtbar.com, save yourself twenty percent by using the uh, promo code locked on. They're not even a sponsor today. I'm just shilling for them. It's just I, I'll do it out on the streets and be like, hey, have you tried built bar yet? You haven't. We'll get your life together. I don't care that you're a homeless person on the streets. Try a built bar. Do it. We're gonna get into. Uh, let's get. We also wanted to bring up the. It's not as heavily discussed this off season. Maybe we haven't gotten into uh, peak silly season, or we haven't run out of things to say just yet. But it was a it was a popular topic last year. Uh, one of the off season priorities that's not being discussed enough. We'll tell you what that is. We're streaming live on Streamyard. It's uh, we do this right around ten fifteen, ten twenty, ten thirty Arizona time, and um, it's you just get to see Alex's ugly mug. You get to see me. And um, we just talk about it. You can comment live on the podcast. And if you're just used to kind of subscribing and, and listening to the podcast the old-fashioned way, we appreciate that as well. But uh, let's get into this trade proposal from Bleacher Report uh, before we get into the Kyler Murray-Devin Booker parallels. Uh, Bleacher Report, they predicted, or they, they didn't project, they actually said that the Arizona Cardinals would be doing themselves a service if they went out and they were aggressive and they got themselves Allen Robinson, the talented wide receiver, the free agent potentially to be, he could be franchise tagged, if they were to do a sign-and-trade with the Chicago Bears and bring Allen Robinson to the Arizona Cardinals. Now look, Alex, I'm going to say right now, if you add Allen Robinson to this offense, you pair him with DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray, that is absolutely a strength, the one that we've been, in my veins. We've been clamoring for. Yes! But it's a the 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 scenario that they have laid out is a bad idea. Yeah, so it would be 16 this year, the fifth round pick for the Cardinals this year, which would only leave them with the second and third round pick, and then uh, a 2022 third round pick. So in a in a normal year, say the Cardinals made the playoffs, and say I don't know they lost a close one in the first round of the playoffs. They would maybe more apt to do this because they made it a little bit further than what what they did at eight and eight, not making the playoffs. Where it's like, you know what? Maybe you're a little bit more inclined to take a risk at this point 
to put DeAndre Hopkins and Allen Robinson, who are Allen Robinson has completely removed himself from that stigma of he was a one-hit fantasy football wonder when Jacksonville was terrible. They were down three scores every game. Blake Bortles was probably a top-five fantasy football quarterback that year just with his garbage-time points. Allen Robinson has shed that. He, he's, his target share is through the roof. He's a poor man's Michael Thomas when it comes to target share because he, didn't, he hasn't had Drew Brees in that offense that the Saints have had over the, you know, over the last five years. Allen Robinson would be such a sneaky, great acquisition. There's no drama whatsoever. There's no diva whatsoever. But as you mentioned, Bo, I mean, this is what good teams can get away with doing. The Cardinals have a lot more a lot more need than what a traditional good team would have. So even though I would love it, I'd want it, it, it doesn't seem like the... Uh, I don't know. It, it, the Cardinals need to be more humble. They need to eat their vegetables before they can do this, and they just haven't done it yet. Yeah, I mean, the, the Bears are staring down a position where they're not going to have a ton of leverage. They can tag him, and they can pay Allen Robinson $16 million this season. It doesn't seem like he wants to be there long-term. He doesn't want to try to catch passes from Mitchell Trubisky, and who God knows how many times Mitchell Trubisky didn't even get through his progressions enough to find an open Allen Robinson. I mean, he was one of those, you know, pro football focused darlings this year where he does the things that you're not even the stats that don't show up in the box score for the most part. Like he he gets open and when he's targeted, he makes plays. He he's he's a great player. He would he would compliment any wide receiver, any wide receiver group in the NFL. The Arizona Cardinals, if they had an opportunity to get him, sure. But the cost of not only having to pay Allen Robinson the amount of money that he deserves, his market value but then also surrender a first-round pick. It's just to, in a third-round pick in the next draft. It's just too steep of a price. Like you, you can't build a winner and a sustainable winner by by using utilizing that much draft capital and that much cap space. It's just not. But, it's you're, it's but like me at, with my first credit card. It's just bad spending. Yeah. Uh, full disclosure: I spent, I maxed out my first credit card before I got it in the mail <laughs> in college. True story. It's free money. Um, it's free money. <laughs> yeah, this isn't going to affect my credit at all for the next 10 years. So the other the other side, though, so let's look at it as they make this trade. The bonus, obviously, you get a top 10, let, let's say loosely defined top 10 wide receiver, probably top eight, okay? He's 27 years old, he's 6'3", and you're set from the wide receiver position for all intents and purposes for the extent of both of those guys' careers, he and DeAndre Hopkins, number one. Number two, he's going to get wide receiver one targets. It's going to be the target share of DeAndre Hopkins and Allen Robinson, maybe some dumb downs to the back and a Dan Arnold once in a while. That's what it's going to be if the roster stays the same, if they trade for him, okay? You're getting a proven commodity instead of reaching for something, a, a, a what if. It's all a what if in the draft. That's the positive of making that deal, where it's like you don't have to think, you don't have to gauge talent coming out of the draft. You don't have to worry about it. Then Steve Kime has a second and third round pick still. So it's not like they're they're giving away their first, second, and third for this guy. They can still get an offensive lineman or running back at two and then a third, whatever they need in the, in, uh, in the third round. So in that light, it's the right move if offered. Regardless of what the money is, they only have to pay DeAndre Hopkins Buda Baker right now. So there's still a nest there for if the salary cap is, is utilized correctly for another dude to get paid that amount of money. It, it's not an insurmountable task. 
So on, but on the rational side, like the more rational side of what we're living in the real world, I get it. But don't those three points kind of warm you up to the deal? You're getting Allen Robinson. You're not. You're not just giving three picks away. You're getting Allen Robinson in the deal. In furthering the point and adding another point would be if you got Allen Robinson early in the offseason, it sends a message to the league and, you know, guys that are, where money is going to be even across the board when you're trying to recruit as the Arizona Cardinals, they'll look as like, oh, they just they just added Allen Robinson. They just added Allen Robinson on top of, top of DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray and Buda Baker. Um, I mean, you know, that, that's got to be intriguing. That's got to be enticing. And you know if if the Seahawks can't you know get in that uh, that that negotiation as far as matching dollars with whatever free agent it means you know a defensive line guy a corner whoever it might be you know I th- I think that they would now be intrigued and they're not just this team that went eight and eight and they really don't have a good idea of how they take that next step it, it would be it would be a pretty big power move for the Arizona Cardinals to do this I just think that you can get a, a wide receiver without having to surrender that type of draft capital. That's the only thing that scares me because you're right. After 2021, the draft or the uh the salary cap becomes a lot more manageable. Some uh what Spotrack says they could have upwards of 90 million dollars to spend, you know, just depending on how things, you know, Chandler Jones potentially comes off the books. You do have mm-hmm. to create that nest egg for Kyler Murray, but you know, with salary cap, it, it's likely to go back up instead of this unique offseason where it's going down. I, I just I, I don't know. I, co- I guess it's just like I struggle with the idea that Steve Kime, as far as his batting average in the draft, it's it's you have to kind of go back to like where his strengths are, and they, and that's pulling off trades. The one thing I'll say though is he hasn't had the surrender first to get a starting caliber player or even a top type player. You know, maybe he could maybe he could figure it out where it wouldn't cost you first and it could be a second. Then you start to sway me. I mean, then it's like a no brainer, right? But what if? I mean, that's not going to happen again. Like, if if Steve Kime can get Allen Robinson for not a first-round pick, he should win GM of the year for the next decade just, just for those two trades back-to-back. I mean, what if what if I told you... He's already got Chandler Jones and DeAndre Hopkins for second-round yeah. picks. Yeah, but I mean, and, and to your point quickly about the, uh, the power move, we're starting to see a crest on the wave of the NFC West where Russell Wilson is now not disgruntled yet, but there, there's a crack in the foundation there, it seems. Pete Carroll, although we just signed a, a long-term a, an extension, he's pushing 70, okay? San Francisco doesn't know who their quarterback is. And the Rams are playing with a quarterback who's never won anything in his life. So there are so many more questions, regardless of how good the defenses are of those three teams. There's a lot more questions surrounding the NFC West and the power, and the, the power uh, shift than there has been the last couple of years. So if there is a time to pounce, this would be it. So you can kind of cross through and fuse into the mix instead of just waiting to see the other teams crumble. You yeah. know, it, like, so say I were to offer, you were to do first Christian Kirk and a third next year. Would you be more inclined to trade a player and keep the fifth round pick? Like, uh, what? what's the bugaboo here? I mean, a third and fifth round, the fifth round pick's pretty much a throwaway anyways. No, I, it's the first. That's that's the that's the biggest deal. I mean, the fifth, I don't care. I mean, Steve Kime is. Can we name one fifth round pick that's really contributed to the Arizona Cardinals since 2013? Since Steve Kime came came over, I, 
I honestly don't think. I mean, no, I think they, Deontay uh, Thompson even was a sixth rounder. I don't even know who the yeah. The I mean, fifth Andre Ellington as well. He was a sixth or seventh round pick out of Clemson, running back. But for the most part, I mean, these guys have barely even made the roster. Um, but no, it's I just I think that the first round pick, especially when you're staring down having to pay Kyler Murray, um, that you, that you have to start to accumulate talent, especially guys that you can retain at a reasonable price. And in the first round pick is. Is is the best option there, but you know if if it, if if it's, if it's something that ever comes close to to fruition, it would be tough for me to like. You can bring in this proven commodity, a guy that has played. You know, Kyler Murray would be the best quarterback he's ever played with, and he he's a guy that's a professional just as much as your number one wide receiver is in DeAndre Hopkins, where you know he's still got a little wide receiver diva in him, but that's the confidence that you have to have in order to be successful in this league. So. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, Allen Robinson, like that playmaker opposite DeAndre Hopkins is is a way that Gosh. this team, especially from the perception of, of this team, can early on in free agency, if it's a trade or signing somebody, it, it can change their entire, the landscape of their entire offseason, just like last season, offseason, and they need to do it. They absolutely have to do it. They have to, they have to be aggressive. They have to be bold. I don't know what that necessarily looks like. Hopefully Steve Keim, he's got that ace up his sleeve and he's ready to play it come uh, you know, mid mid March once once legal tampering opens up and free agency opens up. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Maybe then, maybe then the disrespect will not continue with Kyler Murray. But the Arizona Cardinals, like the Phoenix Suns, have made their bed and they're sleeping in it, and they have to kind of get themselves out of this. We'll explain more what that means. Plus uh, a free agent target that the Arizona Cardinals don't need to go sniffing around, but some people are saying could be he could be in the cards. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, and uh, yeah, the NFL might be in the rearview mirror, but there's still a ton to bet on. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football, it might be over, but the NBA, the college basketball, and NHL in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Looking to spice up the bachelor? You have to watch it. You have to give the TV time to your spouse. Well, yeah, make things a little bit more interesting by betting on it. Bet Online has you covered also with the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best place to place your bets and free to sign up. Right now, if you head over to the website, betonline.ag, you, uh, you'll get your free account, and you also receive a 50% welcome bonus by using the promo code LOCKEDON for your first deposit. Locked on. One word. You'll get 50% welcome bonus. That means if you put in 100 bucks, you get 50 free extra dollars to play around with. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So I was reading uh, I was reading a bunch of stuff as far as the Arizona Cardinals, a bunch of mock drafts, a lot of J.C. Horn um, predictions out there. Some people are, are being a little bit better as far as how they're going to forecast this NFL draft. Um, I, I also saw D- Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 prospects. Was it, It's not a mock draft. It's Daniel Jeremiah, DJ, taking all the NFL draft prospects and just ranking them who he thinks is the best to 50. And uh, I think it bodes well for the Arizona Cardinals. I'll explain that, plus one of the offseason priorities that nobody's talking about. It's all coming up on this episode. You got to check out Locked On Suns because Brandon Clean, I'm sure – he has the uh I'm sure he's got to be discussing Devin Booker being snubbed for the All-Star game Alex I mean this is a guy 
And we know this very well. I mean, Madden rated Kyler Murray a 77 to start the 2020 season. A 77. Like, there were guys that he was in the same, like, tier of players with that have no business being with Kyler Murray. A guy that had 37 total touchdowns, you know, 10 on the ground, or 11 on the ground, and he had 26 passing touchdowns. Like, his... Like, Kyler Murray should be like a mad... He should be, like, close to Michael Vick status in the early aughts style. Like, his skill set should play very well. He should be a 77. So, we kind of know this disrespect from Devin Booker. I mean... What else can the guy do? He's averaging nearly 25 points per game. He's shooting 50% from the field. You've got LeBron tweeting about him. You've got people saying Devin Booker won't be an all-star until the Suns win games. They're 10 games over 500. He's dating a Kardashian, for God's sake. Like, What does he need to do to become relevant enough to be an all-star? And the same has to be said for, for Kyler Murray. Yeah, quickly, LeBron wants him on the Lakers. That's why he loves him so much. Okay, so let's not get it twisted that LeBron's not okay. trying to recruit Devin Booker out. Of, I mean, it's never going to happen. But Devin Booker and I, he shouldn't be an All Star, uh, oh. in my opinion. In my okay. and this is not a hot take. Like, let's quickly and then I'll shift exactly what you're talking about with Kyler. It's like Devin Booker went on a 30 day weight loss plan, the weight loss competition, and he lost the most weight the last 17 days of the month. But he was eating McDonald's the first 13 days. So the numbers may have gotten there, but it wasn't a lifetime achievement. It was back it was back loaded towards the last amount of games ahead of the ahead of the All-Star game. He wasn't great for the first 10 games and it's such a small sample size that it matters. Now having said that, Anthony Davis probably won't play, Devin Booker will probably make it and if you had to if the over under was one half of a player chosen before Devin Booker, after the starters were taken, I would take the under. Because regardless of who it is, Devin Booker's the hot name, and Devin Booker will be chosen as the first reserve for the NBA All-Star Draft, in my opinion. Especially if LeBron is the one that gets the pick. Uh, with Kyler Murray, yeah. I mean, this has been a, a thing all along, and it's kind of it's kind of ironic that he's such a gamer um, that this would hit him even harder than a normal person that's, you know, 20-whatever years old, white family, whatever. This is a dude that probably plays as himself on Madden. And uh, it's like, bro, I'm. he should definitely be higher than a 77. I mean, he played, He pretty much was like the Pro Bowl representative playing the, the Madden game for the Pro Bowl. And it, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing he, he for told, a starting quarter. I, I don't know. He said that, well, I mean, it's like all he cares about is is actually playing football and then gaming. Like, that's there, there's worse vices to have. I mean, you could have... You know, you could be James Harden and you just love going to strip clubs. I think you would rather have the guy that sits at home and plays in his gaming chair. That, I, that That's a better thing for the Arizona Cardinals in the future of the organization. I mean, it's who. So I wanted to ask this question then and get your thoughts. And, and we might have to save the answer for a different podcast because it's so impromptu. But Chris Paul is an all star. And Chris Paul mm-hmm. has really been the guy that's changed things despite the Suns going 8 0 in the bubble and stuff because he wasn't there on that team, who could be Kyler Murray's Chris Paul? Is it already in the organization? Is it DeAndre Hopkins? Or does that guy, do the Cardinals go have to need to go identify that guy who's probably not you know, playing at the top of his, t- his game, but is, has the veteran savvy enough and has won enough in his career as far as regular season games get to postseason because Chris Paul hasn't won a championship? savvy enough to get the Cardinals over the hump. You know, it's interesting. Uh, 
it could have been Larry Fitzgerald, but they didn't cross paths at the right time, but it wouldn't have been Larry Fitzgerald. Football's a little different, and I'm not copying out here with the answer. No, it's tough. It's got to be a backup quarterback. And I got lit up by our dude from Arkansas when, when I brought up uh, Andy Dalton as a type of person to bring in as a backup quarterback. Not Andy Dalton, okay, but a guy that's been like a Josh McCownish guy who's been through it, a Ryan Fitzpatrick guy who's okay with being a backup. That's the only like real Foles? tutelage. Sorry? Nick Foles? Yeah, maybe. Just somebody, like- somebody that would sit on the bench, hold the clipboard, not name Chris Strevler. Mm-hmm. who would be a guy that could kind of be a liaison that Cliff Kingsbury's supposed to be as a quarterback's coach, but isn't. Now, it, that's really that's really the only true... I mean, unless he reaches out to guys that used to play in the NFL and he builds a mentor-mentee relationship with somebody, but on the field, it's hard for a wide receiver to be in the ear of a quarterback. It's hard for Larry Fitzgerald to be like, okay, this is exactly what you're going through. Let me help. Now, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, they play different positions. They've had different skill sets their whole career. But in basketball, it's so much more fluid. People interchange. It's not like Larry Fitzgerald ever going to play quarterback on a specific set play. So I would say it had to be a bad – to answer your question, that person's not on the roster yet. Right. What about Joe Tooney? Coming over from New England, I know they struggled last year. I mean, but he was also there when they had some success. Uh, yeah, maybe he, a guy on the offensive line, somebody that he doesn't, Kyler doesn't have to get the ball to, to make him feel like he's important. You know, yeah. it, it could be somebody on the offensive line. I think that you're going to, those guys don't hit the free agent market for a reason. Um, you know, LA's got one of those guys playing left tackle for the Rams that uh, when he wasn't in the lineup, you know, they weren't, uh, they didn't have as much success. I think the Arizona Cardinals could certainly use that or a guy on the defensive side of the football. They, they have a type as far as Jordan Hicks, but he's seriously lost the step. A guy like Levante David, who just won a championship with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think he could be one of those type of players where you know he'd be a calming presence, a rah-rah guy in the locker room, and he's been through it. He's now played – he had to play four games to win a championship. He's been there, done that. He's scratched and clawed. He's also suffered losing. He knows what both of those – that looks like. Uh, and, and could be uh, great for the Arizona Cardinals going forward. Now, like, Levante David is going to be more expensive than what he's worth at this point. Rather trade for Allen Robinson at that point. <laughs> Allen Robinson, who, yeah, he's he's been missed several times by Mitchell Trubisky. He's just going to be – he would probably feel pretty fortunate with a quarterback the caliber of Kyler Murray after coming out of that for a couple of years. Uh, I want to get into this real quick. The priority that the converse, you know, that the that nobody's talking about this offseason, the Arizona Cardinals, they haven't really, we haven't heard anybody cover just yet. Plus, Daniel Jeremiah's top five fifty draft prospects, what it means for the Arizona Cardinals. It's all coming up. It's locked on Cardinals. Bo, it's Alex. Follow him on Cl- at Clancy's Corner on Twitter at Bob Rack to follow me and at Locked On AZ Cards. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and it's not even close. It's the goat. It's improved by adding just six new flavors on top of the 12 original flavors. That's 18 that you can consistently seek out. Plus, they've got limited edition bars that are fantastic, including the coconut chocolate brownie. Unbelievable. You, you go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On. You can save yourself 20% on your Built Bar purchases. It's, just, it's great for the health-conscious person. You lose, you maintain weight while indulging in a treat that tastes like a candy bar. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and they're great for somebody on the keto diet. You don't have to, like, 
You have to you don't have to compromise the diet that you're on just by getting a little like God forbid you have great tasting things when you're trying to lose or maintain weight. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your next order just by using locked on one word for 20% off at builtbar.com. Bo, Bo and Alex here on Locked On Cardinals. We are going to be joining the Dynasty Vipers podcast on Friday night. It's going to be live streamed just like we live stream the show every morning. Uh, it's going to be, we'll, we'll send out a link at Locked On AZ Cards on Twitter, at Clancy's Corner and at Bob Rack on our Twitter accounts. Uh, excited to kind of catch up with those, uh, with the host for that show and kind of get a glimpse of what fantasy could look like for the Cardinals in 2021 and kind of wrap up, put a bow on 2020 as far as the Cardinals are concerned. Kyler Murray was a stud. I'm sure he cost a lot of fantasy owners their chance at a championship down the stretch. He's probably yeah. a fantasy polarizing guy. Well, I mean, yes, but um, it, it he, he's a dynasty darling. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could see him go top three in dynasty drafts. I mean, it, it, Patrick Mahomes is going to be number one. Um, I mean, depending on after this year, Christian McCaffrey's not going to be there probably because of the injury concerns and trade speculation. Like, you never know with running backs. But Kyler Murray's going to be there. Justin Herbert probably uh, just meteorically rose up that list. But, yeah, Kyler's going to be top three, top four in dynasty drafts uh, moving forward. But, yeah, it was tough, tough end of the season. Definitely tough end of the season for Kyler with fantasy uh, implications. There just there weren't anybody, especially when you look at when the fantasy season ends and you're in you know the the semifinal and you're in the championship game like week 15 and week 16. It's they weren't very impressive. They just weren't, especially week 16 against the 49ers. I mean, they were just bottled up. The Arizona Cardinals offense just didn't have anybody you could rely upon to consistently get you points. Even guys like DeAndre Hopkins. So. Uh, yeah, we'll kind of see what it looks like from a fantasy standpoint. Um, and also, we're just going to be talking some Cardinals football. And uh, it's going to be fun to join the Dynasty Vipers podcast come Friday. So, re- real quick before we get out of here, I think, and I wasn't a, a big proponent of this last offseason. I don't have, like, I'm kind of indifferent as far as the Arizona Cardinals and their uniforms go. But it's, why not? I think it's time to change things up. Let's just, let's get some fresh threads and with the team potentially taking that step forward, you you got to look the part at least for the Arizona Cardinals and updating their uniforms is something that I don't think is it was discussed quite a bit. It, it kind of uh, was was trendy last off season. What, where is it this off season? I, I don't know if I'm maybe just not looking at the right Twitter accounts. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we I remember it seemed like it was two off seasons ago, I think where we were constantly, there was just list after list during list season of the worst jerseys in football. <laughs> yeah. And the Cardinals were always at the bottom. Yeah. They were always at the bottom. Now I have an idea. And, um, I think that it's the worst. in my opinion, the worst part about the jerseys is the Cardinal logo, the actual Cardinal itself. What if you went text form and not actual, cardinal picture like so this is what i'm picturing i'm picturing black a lot a lot of black jersey and then helmets red or black and just have the opposite just say cardinals on the side with the number like something like that where it's you completely remove that dumbass cardinal from the side of the helmet if you're going to remove the stigma of them being the losing his franchise in football history you got to take away the bird. 
it's not a, some it's not a menacing animal. The no, cardinal. you just want to pet it. The card, yeah. The <laughs> cardinal is just it's. I would say it's borderline sweet. You know, like you yeah. don't think of a cardinal pecking your eyes out. So no. it's yeah, it's it doesn't uh, it doesn't it doesn't strike fear in your heart. Uh, as far as the name, I think as far as just having the script and the text, it's just I think it's just too long. As far as how it would look on on a helmet, like so, I was a huge proponent, and I have been like of of all jerseys, basketball, uh, football, whatever. Like when I think the Falcons did ATL yeah. across the chest, yeah, PHX is a. It's a unique enough, and it's not Phoenix Cardinals. Like, I understand that. But, like, do ARI, AZ, something like that. There are ways around it. Um, And also, if we're talking about this, I don't know why. And I will continue to bring this up. I don't know why, even though we've seen it all over social media, you have local teams crossover jerseys. Like, the Cardinals wearing a Phoenix Suns orange jersey on – Whatever color rush Thursday night, something stupid like that, mm-hmm. and having the Cardinals, having the Suns wear Cardinals colors, be badass. Yeah. I want to see it. Yeah, having maybe the Cardinals wearing the Kachina jerseys from the Coyotes. Like, if you're gonna get weird, you may as well get weird with the crap box jerseys we have to watch, we have to look at the Cardinals wear, and I'm I'm happy that they wear black more again. I think the white ones are the worst. Black is black is the one seed, red is the two seed. And depending on what they do with color rush, I mean, they, you're right. They, they do need to change it up. Yeah, I wish that they would. I don't think they'll ever do this, but ha- kind of create some synergy with the other pro teams. Like they, that would be nice. Um, it, it, there is, there's no, there, there's, there's zero symmetry across the board or synergy across the board at all. Like the Diamondbacks have like teal and black and red, and you've got the Suns that are orange and purple and black. And then you've got the the Coyotes. I don't. What color are the? They're they're purple again, or what color are they again? They were Sedona red for a while. Uh, you know, it's the uh, th- there's like zero. Like, how do you tap into that? I do wish the if the Arizona Cardinals could go like red, black, some white in there, and maybe adopt some of the teal, like distri- like not a lot from the Diamondbacks. I don't mind that. Do something different. And Kyler Murray even said, like when he was gaming last offseason, he's like, "Yeah, I don't like the uniforms. They need to, they need to get some new threads. They need to update your their gear." Yeah, it's there is something about the the bird. The bird is not menacing, and it tr- it tries to be. It's sad. <laughs> it's the, the the piping on on the jersey is weird. The pants are the most disgusting of all of them. It's got like the red horn or whatever it is. That's awful. So it's it's time. It's, but get somebody in here that knows what they're doing. It's not me and Alex. I mean, just look at us on the stream. Like, we have zero fashion sense. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, get something going. And like, yeah, I, do something if they want to. I think what they should do is they should get a new new kind of just look and then also introduce a throwback, because like with the old school. Because sure. every team does like that. the ones they're wearing now. Yeah. So you can you the ones are wearing no. now as throwbacks. No, like '90s style, like Phoenix Cardinals, like just like once a year, it'd be cool. It would look good. Like if they had wore those week in and week out, then you're just like, ah, these are kind of old, and tired. But I feel like if, if they wear throwbacks, like if you do throwbacks and you set it up with the other team, you're going to do that, or you know, whatever. Week three, everybody wears throwbacks. You have to use the old shoulder pads too. <laughs> like, like I, I think you I think you need to get the whole experience. Just giant, watching, like Brian. It's Bosworth. like Bosworth. 
what like watching little giants with those guys wearing the <laughs> wearing the the pads. That's what players used to look like with those massive pads. You get uh, Isaiah Simmons like a giant like Brian Cox like. Uh, oh yeah, yeah the the, the plate in his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy had to wear that because he would hit people so damn hard. <laughs> it was unbelievable. He could like it would help him f- to stop concussing himself. It was uh, that was a different. Urlacher, Urlacher wore that too, right? I think so. At least the wow. neck rolls. At least like nobody rolls neck wears neck rolls anywhere like if a linebacker came out of the tunnel and he had a neck roll on like opposing like wide receivers would go alligator arms on every single pass play over the middle like it's it'd be a lock so for sure i i think i i want to i want to re-up that conversation if somebody is in the cardinals community isn't already doing it the, the uniforms conversation needs to continue uh start to look maybe for some um some renderings. I don't know. Real quick, before we get out of here, Daniel Jeremiah, he, he did drop a couple days ago his top 50 prospects, and it's got four quarterbacks in the top 16. I say 16 because the Cardinals are picking 16th. He's got Trevor Lawrence, one, Zach Wilson, four, Trey Lance at 11, and Justin Fields at 12. So that means there's four quarterbacks, just prospects, you know, that are going to go before the Arizona Cardinals pick at 16 potentially with Mac Jones being selected off the board. So that'd be another He'll go to the top 15 for sure. I don't know why people don't think he will Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a quarterback hungry team out there. So that gives the Cardinals another, just another player going in front of them, another advantage for them to nab. I mean, they could venture Alex into a top 10 type prospect at 16, which is incredible. Sure. I mean, there are, you're going to get the second best of some position at 16. Yeah. You know, you are. I mean, you're not going to get the top, top. And, if, I mean, if, if it's going to be wide receiver, you know, you never know who the top receiver is going to be. DeMar Chase is the top talent. He's going to go top three or top four. Um, but you don't know linebacker-wise whether it's Quiddy Pay or Micah Parsons or whoever, Rousseau from a, a, the edge rusher. You don't know who's going to be the best, but you know that you're going to get one of the top grouping of whatever position of need that you have. What is a good position to be? And that's barring them wanting to trade up or trade down, which we're not expecting, even though trading down may benefit them. Let, let me just say this. So if if they get if it if it goes right now, let's just put four quarterback five quarterbacks in the top fifteen. Mm-hmm. That means you're looking at I mean, Chase is off the board, you've got Pitts off the board, you've got Caleb Farley and Jalen Waddle off the board, just assuming it goes by best player available according to Daniel Jeremiah. But like once you start to get into, uh, then you're staring down guys like Micah Parsons, as you said, Gregory Rousseau, Patrick Sertain Jr. the second, and uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, the interior offensive lineman from USC. Like those mm-hmm. guys are all intriguing to me. Like if you could get Sertain and help, you know, bolster the cornerback position, rebuild that position. It looks like it's going to be post Patrick Peterson. There you go. Uh, if it's Rousseau playing opposite Chandler Jones at, at the pass rush position, it helps uh, supplement that position after you potentially lose Son Reddick. I, I don't, and and then you talk about Vera Tucker. I mean, that's a position of need interior offensive line. Right, and there's Rashawn Slater who's really starting to come up draft boards. Uh, tackle from Northwestern. I like saw he has him ahead of um, even Penny Sewell. Yeah, yeah. Cause, well, because Penny Sewell sat out last year, so you look yeah. at. Yeah, to your point, five quarterbacks, Jamar Chase, um, uh, Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith, that's eight. The two corners, that's 10, Sertan and Caleb Farley. That's 10, and Kyle Pitts is 11. And there are so many other players, 
of top tier talent, as you mentioned, in those four picks but before the Cardinals, the Cardinals could actually get proposed more than you'd think to move up to 16 from a different team. If they're not in love with somebody and they can move back, I mean, who knows? Who knows what could be offered to them for that 16th pick? I mean, really, it's going to be, again, a crapshoot choose-your-own-adventure. We need to see what happens in, in during the offseason for agency before you can really determine what the Cardinals are going to do at 16. The one thing that Steve Kime has had success doing is trading. So yeah. em- embrace it. Embrace it. We've got another great podcast headed your way tomorrow morning. On Thursday, Alex and Bo, make sure you're following on Twitter. You can see the Twitter uh, handles on, as if you're streaming with us on StreamYard, at Clancy's Corner, at Bob Rack, B-O-B-R-A-C-K, and at Locked On AZ Cards. We'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Have a great rest of your Wednesday.